Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash iopanel. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Kindle, Android, or MP3 player. Wait, is is Mongolia a place? Mongolia? Yeah. Is a yes. very large country in Asia, yes. Is it actually a country? Dude. Yes. I thought it was like part of uh, China. Dude! <laughs> No. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, their their number one export is grills. Really? No. Oh. Number one export is dried cheese. Really? They are proud but sad people. Welcome back, everyone. Episode 26 of the IO Panel Podcast. This week, we've got two regular guests and two special guests. Special guests with us in our heads, our hearts, in our universe, Tim and Eric. Thank you both. Our regular guest, James, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm having a good time. Just got back from the beach. Loving it. Excellent. Mike, how are you doing? You know, Evan... I'm doing okay. I know I'm, I'm hitting hard with the personal questions today. I'm doing okay. Digging deep, pulling the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Yep. So both of you are uh, returning this week you, from the Outer Banks. You were kind enough to broadcast on on location last week for one of our shorter episodes. So um, good trip, I trust. I've not heard any bad things really it was a good trip you know we had a uh, we had a good time didn't get to do as much drinking as we thought we would but maybe that's a good thing y'all getting old mm-hmm. could be there were only two power hours that happened although oh, okay i did not uh participate in either one so yep, neither did i really yep james you've had a good track record of those I have, but this time I just, uh, I don't know, man. Your gut wasn't in it? Yeah, no, it wasn't in it. I I, I mean, I I hate to say it, but this trip I just ate really well. Normally, we're like in starvation mode while we're there. (laughs) (laughs) So all we can eat is alcohol. But this time, there was food, like plenty of food. So I was full and just didn't have the, the, the stomach for a stomach full of beer. That's, I guess that's fortunate and unfortunate. Yeah, it is because uh, it just not fortuitous um, timing with our whole weight loss challenge. So that's okay. It's a good problem to have, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, James did do some serious drinking on one day, but it didn't turn out well. <laughs> <laughs> that was another reason my drinking was impeded for the rest of the week. <laughs> A week long hangover. Yeah. Well, no. I I I did some puking <laughs> on the floor and apparently in this in a in the kitchen sink. And, uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, and then I slept most of the day. It was a disaster. <laughs> so did the house vote, and you were not allowed to drink anymore? No, I decided real- not to. Okay. I think you can only you can get like blackout, knocked down, drunk like once, and then you for you to be like, all right, now I can do this again. Until you're mm-hmm. stupid and do it again, but you know, also when you when you when you when you throw up, you get those 
you get that muscle kind of cramp thing going on in your throat and your throat hurts for the next few days. And I just didn't want to relive that pain again. Like my, those muscles were sore from like, from like, you know, right. I mean, uh, plenty of people use alcohol as a painkiller. Yeah, it's a bad so idea. You, you could have taken that route. No. No? Okay. Mm-mm. Cool. Um, getting into news, one of our favorite projects, the modular phone from Google, Project Aura, has been officially canceled. Very unfortunate. Good. Fuck them. No, I'm kidding. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I was pumped for that. I want like a giant battery and a good camera and text Evan, you messaging. Hate, you hate phones. Most of the time. <laughs> He's, I was looking forward to that. No, you weren't. <laughs> no, I'm really looking forward to the new iPhone, which apparently demolishes Android Snapdragon 802 phones or something like that. It'll it'll be back. It'll be back. Stay. No, that's the second time. This Get is him a, sec- a body bag. <laughs> this is the second time Google's talked about this phone. This this uh this this uh you know Project Aura's had another name previously, like a couple of years previous to this. So it'll be back. Uh, they I'm guaranteed they took what they learned. They said, okay, here's what's possible. Here's what's not, and we'll see some version of it somewhere somehow. Yeah, I mean there there are definitely prototypes out there uh i think there was mention of about 30 people on the project development team actually using one as their daily phone so they are you know functional to some extent and also um a couple months ago there was promise of shipping uh the developer kits by the end of this year so assuming those even started to go into production there are units out there but the commercial release in 2017 has probably not happened. So I guess there'll be collector's items uh, to some extent if you can get your hands on one. But, you know, I, I guess it's another. It wasn't meant to be a concept, but I guess a, an evolution or something like much like Google Glass was an awesome project that kind of hit a couple speed bumps, I guess, and then fizzled out. I guess this is another example of that that could have been pretty game-changing. Maybe it still will be. But I, I can't help but wonder if this has something to do with the alphabet oversight and trying to rein in the previous hemorrhaging money that Google spent on its uh, development projects. Well, Google loves its moonshots, man. Yeah. They love their crazy-ass projects. And, I mean, the day they stop doing that is the day they stop being. They stop being the Google that we know that produces crazy stuff and says, hey, we think this crazy thing will work, you know? Like the whole Google car. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a moonshot. The Google uh, hot air balloon uh, <laughs> that filled with internet. <laughs> the Google paraglider. Yeah, para- whatever it was called. That thing, they're still working on it. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. And the thing is, someone has to think like that. Someone has to think crazy. Because if we can continue thinking along conventional lines, we'll never get better. We'll never get to that that crazy future. You know, we're all gaseous beings firing on all cylinders of electrons. Just, you know, whatever. Call me fart. That's right. 
That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah. So. Okay. Um, in other news, there is a new opioid drug being developed called BU08028, which has shown that it has uh, per-dose pain-killing effects up to 30 hours with no um, no observable addictive properties, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's not a fucking party drug. <laughs> you said opioid. I figured that automatically puts it in the realm of party drug. Like, so what am I going to do to to bring myself up from my bath salts? You know, <laughs> <laughs> there's still good old cocaine for you, James. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. But unlike methadone and morphine and codeine, Percocet and Oxycontin, which are all quite addictive, um, this has been shown to have zero side effects like that. So the, the interesting way that they go about testing things is, of course, uh, they test them on monkeys first because we're very close to monkeys and all that stuff. And then Puerto Ricans. And then Puerto Ricans, yes. <clears throat> Pardon me. So they they um, dipped monkeys' tails in hot water. <laughs> oh my god, dude! They should just test it on the Puerto Ricans. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want a risk of stabbing. It's oh, a true risk. Um. So it showed that's that's how they determined the duration of the pain killing side effects. And when I guess they taught the monkeys to self medicate, or they gave them some mechanism for that. And they showed no preference um, for for this drug over that of like a saline solution. In a further test, they created sample sets giving some monkeys this new drug and some. Uh, let me read it from actually. Let's see. Scientists forced one group of monkeys to take BU08028 while another group was forced to take morphine. When the drugs were taken away, the monkeys who had taken the new drug showed no withdrawal symptoms, unlike the monkeys who had blazed on morphine. Blazed. That's what the article <laughs> says. <Jesus>. Yep. <laughs> they rode the dragon. <laughs> God, give me that horse. Yeah, I thought that was, I had to read that because I, I laughed. They blazed on morphine. So what, um... How long does it take? Is this like a company's making this? Who's making this? Um, I don't know what company is behind this, but uh, I can get back to you on that. But it probably won't see like human trials for another year or two, and then if 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 that's good, maybe by twenty twenty it will actually be an option on the market. If if this is being um, developed like by a college, which is very likely, and not a big pharmaceutical company, I would not be surprised if a pharmaceutical company bought this and buried it. Like, fuck that. We're keeping people addicted to our other pills and, and chemicals. Yeah, that seems like actually pretty likely. They need to take that whole system away from those uh, people. <clears throat> yep. Well... To uh, expand on that a little bit, you guys have heard about this whole EpiPen thing going on, right? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That looks like a good time, huh? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I like Congress is like, you need to explain to us why 
the price has gone up 900% or whatever, whatever the price has gone up. You know, it's great that it takes like this company basically fucking themselves in the ass to get someone to notice what they've been doing for years. Mm-hmm. So, Michael, I don't know if you have the full details, but it's like in 2002 or something, it was $300, and now it's 900 or 600 or I think it's like $900 or so $800 or something like that for – no, it was $100 when they first started, and now it's, a, like, now it's uh, at like $900 or $600, something crazy like that. And they said it went up 900% over like a two-year period or so, or no, a six-year, six three-year, four-year period. I'm just going to make up – I'm going to spit up every number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed it, that. Know, yeah, I don't know what the thing is. I just saw it like uh, like last week. I listened to the news; and it was in the news. But it's just kind of funny that like this has been going on. Like we all know this happens. Like the prices on drugs are bullshit. You know, um, one of the drugs I take for my blood pressure is like thirty dollars. You know, I mean that's not bad. But there's other drugs that you hear about, like um, stuff for chemotherapy. The drugs are like fucking like five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, this, that's an arbitrary shit price. That says right now a two pack of the EpiPen costs uh, six hundred and eight dollars, right? So they're about three hundred each. Um. Well, okay. It says a two pack is six hundred eight. It says up from around a hundred dollars. The product cost when the company acquired the patent from Merck in two thousand seven. Hmm. So I don't know if that means $100 per EpiPen or it would have been – so that would be $200 or if it's meant to like $100 for the set, so it would be $50 each. So you know what's funny? I remember when me and Evan were getting on our roommate for not having her EpiPen. We were yeah. like, oh, your EpiPen's expired. Why don't you have one? And now I know why she didn't have one. <laughs> she was like, please don't let me die, <laughs> but I can't <laughs> afford an EpiPen. You know, it's like insurance. It's like, I might need this, but I can't afford it. You know, was it, was it money or for lack of a better word, laziness? I think it was a little bit of both with her, but I think had she like actually gone and looked, she would have found that it was so expensive. It's not even cost effective to get, you know, to say that you might not use it and it might go, it might expire. I mean, shit, if mine was like three days away from expiring, I might inject myself with it just for, for, for shits and giggles. Be like, Hey, I spent like $800 on this. I'm going to use it. Yeah. I wonder what the drop-off in effectiveness is of epinephrine. Dude, someone posted on Facebook, they're like, a doctor wrote this article in response to the EpiPen price hike, where he was talking about, you can keep an Altoids tin and a syringe and a bottle, a $10 bottle of epinephrine with you, and there's your EpiPen. And then um, a doctor friend of mine and Mike, you know, Jason mm-hmm. from high school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like, do not fucking do this. You morons, please don't do this. You try selecting the correct amount of epinephrine from this. And if it's a glass top bottle, you have to switch needles in between the injections and do that while you're in anaphylactic shock. Please don't do that. Yeah. Or be at your buddy's house watching the game. Then it happens and have your buddy who's a fucking pipe fitter for for fucking pipe fitters, local 83, have him inject (laughs) you with epinephrine on a fucking whim. That'll be great. (laughs) Oh, is there air in the syringe? I don't fucking know. Here you go, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to work out too well. Just so everyone knows, there is a distinct difference between injecting someone with adrenaline and an EpiPen. It doesn't go until, their, their uh, until like 2009 <laughs> when when we had this this roommate 
Um, shout out Shelly Buns 27 at twitter.instagram.com. Um, I was like, yeah, it's, it's just like EpiPen, like adrenaline, right? You put it in your, in your heart and whatever. Don't do that. No, no, that is put not it like, what it's for. No, stab that shit in your thigh. I told her so many times, like, don't worry, I'll stab you with a needle through your sternum. She's like, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) You'll kill me. me. And the only thing I had in my mind was fucking that movie, you know? (laughs) Pulp Fiction, where they're drinking adrenaline right in that that chick's heart. And I was like, that's how you do it. I don't care what you say. (laughs) Yep. Any injectable (laughs) drug should go right to the heart. Mm -hmm. For maximum effectiveness. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, um, the, so the other thing that's interesting about this, uh, this whole thing is, so the company is called Mylan, M-Y-L-A-N, who makes this mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, the CEO of the company is the daughter of a senator, a senator mm-hmm. from West Virginia. Jesus. And, um, another thing that's interesting. So the company said, Oh, okay. We're going to, we're going to offer a, a um, generic generic version, exactly. They're like, it's going to be generic, but it's going to be the exact same thing, and that one's going to be $300, right? So so Congress is like, okay, so then why are you charging 600 for the name brand? <laughs> you know, they're still yeah, like, why not just put that back down to 300 Yeah, you know why? Because the whole reason they're doing this, the whole reason they had this gradual price hike was because the product was supposed to be uh, – I guess come off its patent or something, or be able to. There be able, it was supposed to be open market or something after a certain period of time, and the company that was going to bring their version to the market, they got hosed with the FDA at the last minute and couldn't put out their product. So then this company sitting there holding the bag, they're like, "Oh shit, we raised the price to a ridiculous amount in preparation for not being able to do it anymore, and now we've we've basically created a monopoly. Fuck, <laughs> we're screwed." So now they came, oh, we'll do this generic thing, and it just looks, everything looks, it just, whole thing looks horrible. It just, like, looks really bad. It couldn't be a worse situation. And, I mean, I'm glad that Congress is looking at it, but this has been going on for years. It's not new. You know, why does it that, why is it that Congress doesn't do anything proactive? Like, people are in an uproar about it. It's in the news, so they're like, oh, we should look at this. Like, come on, you guys knew about this. Yeah. Drug prices are ridiculous. Like you were saying, you know, your blood pressure medication. I'm pretty sure that some... Like hepatitis C medications are like three thousand dollars per pill. Yeah, what is somewhere there, in is that there range? Fucking gold in them? <laughs> you know, are they made of rare earth metals? Like, is there neodymium in each pill? Like, this is crazy. Like, they're making this enough. They're basically taking a bunch of fucking um, chemicals, pressing them together in some kind of fucking. Well, heat. I mean, it did cost money to develop the drug. Yeah, but they do. There's a, there's a certain point where you make your money back, and you reach that point. And even then, they even then, like you shouldn't be able to charge that much money. Like, how much money do you think they pay? Like, okay, let's say they have, let's say the team that makes this stuff is a team of three hundred scientists, and they all get paid a hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay, that's way overestimating, and that's way like making it way bigger than it is. It's probably more like a team of like twenty guys making like ranging between like. Fifty-five and and eighty thousand dollars a year, with maybe the top guy making a hundred thousand dollars a year. But let's I mean, let's say it's three hundred. What? No, go ahead. I, I would probably say, uh, like Pfizer or something, probably has like 
1,500 to 2,000 biochemical engineers on their staff developing drugs? Yeah, but they're all not, they're all developing a myriad of things. Like True. one engineer isn't working on like, oh, all I'm going to work on for the next 10 years is the new Provasic. You know what I mean? They're working yeah. on, they're working on 1500 different drugs over a period of 10 years or something. And so the time is split. Like if you, if you really measured this time down, you don't have the right to charge a person who does not make, if you don't make the money to afford the pill without insurance, they shouldn't be allowed to sell a fucking pill for $3,000, man. It's a fucking pill. It's crazy. You know, like like your car note isn't three thousand dollars a month. With shitty, with the worst insu- with with the worst credit in the world, your car note's not three grand a month. It just yeah. doesn't make sense, man. But since you bring up uh, the hepatitis C pill with neodymium magnets, that is actually the treatment. It comes in a pair, so you have one oh. pill you swallow, and as it goes through your digestive system, it, it attracts all the all the hepatitis C <laughs> uh, bacteria to it, like it's like snacking. It's like it's like a portable uh, funnel cake stand or something Ooh. going through it. So it loves that. fucking loves it, right? The other one is a suppository, uh, and it does the same thing. Uh, As it goes up through your digestive tract, it attracts all the hepatitis C like a funnel cake stand, and they meet in the middle and smash them all together and disintegrate the bacteria. Like a funnel cake stand. Why is the Okay, never mind. My, Michael? Any funnel comments? cake is twisty and sweet, and everyone loves it. And so, And it's good for your health, obviously. Yeah. Free health. <laughs> um, well, this, of course, this also, we can, we can, we can twist this into another subject, which is the healthcare system in the United States of America and how it is different from the healthcare system in almost every other Western country mm-hmm. <clears throat> where here we have to have insurance companies and you know, we have to get our own insurance or get it through our employers. Whereas in other countries, it's usually provided by the government. And in a lot of those countries, you know, even the pills don't cost a million dollars. You know, it's not $300 for a pill or $3,000 for a pill or whatever it is. Because the government says, look, bro, we're not paying that. You need to give it to us for this price. But, and the companies are like, okay. Whatever. It's just like another thing that's kind of like that, but not really, is the textbooks, the college textbooks. Like here, you know, that could be $100, $200. You could find the same version overseas, but still in English for like $10 or $20. Mm -hmm. Because they know in those markets, people can only afford X amount. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure technically it is illegal to ship or buy them here. Mm -hmm. It might be now. So th- that's a thing about that's a really bad thing about the American system is uh we well, we're free it, James freedom ain't free. Well look we we freedom <laughs> and capitalism. We view yeah capitalism is like a great system and it's a horrible system because it allows companies it, it allows mon- money to really motivate the system and basically people who have all the money can pass a bill that says you know, a pass a bill with some bullshit fat in it that says, hey, this is really bad. If you let someone bring textbooks from another country, um, like, like what could possibly be the bi- the basis for that bill? Like, what could have possibly been the basis? Well, they some textbook company paid like fucking $200,000 or a million dollars into some assholes or it's a bunch of assholes, senators or congressmen's accounts. And so now we got this ridiculous law that's fucking stupid. You know, it doesn't make any sense. 
It's like, I why? mean, it, do you think it it might tie in with the whole student loan financial aid situation where like student loans are government backed, so universities can charge more, so students take out larger loans, and you can sometimes bundle your housing and books and everything into that, so maybe they can charge more. Probably. So it's a conspiracy. I mean, yeah, sort of. It's probably not a conspiracy. It's a shitty deal. It's just, just a fact. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's just our reality. It it, it is <laughs> in truth a conspiracy. Several <laughs> people at least conspired to make this happen. It doesn't mean they're trying to hide it or hide some super secret, but there was there was a conspiration. A conspiration. <laughs> huh? All right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Fine. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, at least we know it. At least we know we're mm-hmm. getting fucked. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, but. It's it's like funny, right? People go to school every year. Like someone's kids go to school every year, and people we kind of just accept the fact that a book costs that much money. Like we accept that as a reality. It's crazy. Uh, I didn't go to college, so I never had to deal with this. But I kind of always heard my friends talking about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this book costs fucking like three hundred dollars." And I was like, "What? It could be in that book? Like hidden knowledge? Like what's in there? <laughs> you know, is the, is the fucking Ark of the Covenant's location in there?" Yeah. No, this is crazy. Like, why is this a $300 book? And then you have – so, like, cap the capitalist system should say this book that costs $300, if we are able to make enough of them for every college campus or let's say half the college campus in the United States of America and we make a certain amount each year, we should be able to lower the price gradually over time, especially because new information and new books will come out. But that's not the case. Like, it doesn't happen. The price goes up instead of going down. You know, and it's the same thing with these pills. The price is going up as though there's a some kind of a resource shortage, which hey, that's how capitalism works, right? If the price of gold goes up, it's because the demand goes up and the demand goes up maybe because or oil's a better example. You know, OPEC says we're only taking out twelve barrels this year, and you say, Okay, so now the price of barrels of gas goes up a thousand dollars a barrel because it's only twelve. You know, and then that, that means the price trickles down to the to the fucking consumer who drives less, and so on and so forth. I mean, that's how capitalism is supposed to work, you know. But this other thing is just like an arbitrary bullshit. It is fucking it's total bullshit. Yeah. In regards to college textbooks, I'm very an economist. The new ones will be, you know, 160 or three. You know, in terms of medical school, maybe 300 dollars or something like that. I can somewhat more understand that but like for a chemistry book or a calculus book that's you know 160 dollars new for say revision six or something 98 percent of the information in revision five is the same all they change is a couple of the like problems and the exercises maybe reword a few examples in you know insert a new preface or part of the index or something and if you go by the syllabus and honor what the course requires, then you have to buy the new one. Whereas the old one could be on sale used or on eBay or from the bookstore for like 45 bucks. So what you're saying is we need a silk road for books. Correct. That is is called Amazon. Iopanel.silkroad.books.com. Go up there. We have a very complicated uh, structure for you to get paid. Start scanning, kids. Uh, all the books go to Evan's house. <laughs> <laughs> to a previously disclosed, undisclosed location. Exactly. 
speaking of foreigners, um, what's this about NSA hacking France? <clears throat> oh boy! So, got him. Uh huh. Got him. Hell. <laughs> what does it say, Michael? Why you guys, why are you being weird? No, what? What? What did the NSA say? <laughs> what did someone at the NSA say to France? <laughs> what? What did they say? <laughs> what are you talking about? What did they say, get James? Him, get him a body bag. <laughs> what did they really say? That's right. Body him, son. Oh shit. Okay, I'm sorry. I love that. That's my favorite. Like that's my favorite. Uh, blow Michaelism right there. <laughs> Please continue. So <clears throat> it turns out there's there's the, the whole the whole big deal with this is so the article that I have linked here is a thing on medium.com and <clears throat> it's uh it's a comment on a article published in Le Monde which is a French language uh newspaper slash website. And it confirms that the U.S., a.k.a. the NSA, hacked into the into France's version of the White House back in 2012. Do they elaborate on what the purpose was? Or they just wanted they wanted a foothold in there just for whatever? Um, was it like to fuck with the integrity of their language? They don't really, I don't think they really discuss what the purpose was or anything, but it's more, it's more the fact that this, that this happened and now it's actually like hundred percent confirmed that we're <laughs> engaging our allies basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the problem. That's, that's why it's a big deal because we're not supposed to hack, um, you know, basically we're, we're, you know, we're a major ally. Like with them, the UK, you know, Germany, whoever, you know, mm -hmm. all these people are supposed to be our, our, like our closest allies and we're definitely not supposed to hack them. And we totally did. And we totally got caught. Our bad. Mm-hmm. We're always sorry, bro. I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Yeah. No one should be at all, but it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Like if someone told me, like, do you think the U.S. is spying on the U.K. or France? I'd be like, yeah, of course. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me at all. This is just hundred percent proof. You know. Yeah, but yeah. It, you know, we're doing it. Yeah. So that's like when the Edward Snowden thing happened. Like the NSA is spying on us. I was like, uh, didn't we know that like six years ago? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't understand. <laughs> you, know? you think they're not? <laughs> like uh, they all they have to do is like plug in. Of course they are. I wonder if they did it in an attempt to sort of sort you know try and sift through any information that may have come through there in regards to uh op, you know goings on in Iran or Afghanistan or something that France might know but didn't want to tell us. Or thought it was none of our business, but we're like, fuck that, give us the info. Or we'll take it. Right. Yeah. It's just shady business, man. It is, it is. All for nothing, because we're in a fucking 
wet planet floating in the middle of a universe that's half the size of a tube. Oh, and the video was pulled. Which one? The video. The one in this article? Yep. That's further proof. Illuminati confirmed. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a YouTube. This video has been removed. Oh, that's another article we got to talk about. Sometimes we got to talk about that in the thing here. Which one? YouTube. YouTube? Oh, they changed some policies, right? Oh, yeah. Aggressively. It's really bad. Well, I will leave that to you to discuss. Well, that reminds me, I have something else I got to put in here, too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <clears throat> all right. So that was the last thing I wanted to mention here in the news. James, anything you want to talk about in news? <laughs> Um, anything strike your really. fancy? No, not really. There's not really anything crazy going on. I think Kim Kardashian got a new purse or something. Oh shit! Um, that's it. <sighs> nothing, else, nothing too crazy going on. Are they? Is their fame dying down? Because I don't hear about them quite as much. I think they're becoming a static, a static famous uh, thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not dying down. A single just, entity. It's just be. It's just a known. It's a known. Uh, a known. Uh, what's the thing called, Evan? A known variable. A known known. Unknown unknown. And I guess a known known, but it's 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 a, it's a thing that's happening, and it's a constant. Like, it's a constant. Yeah. It's now. It's now become a constant. It so has gravity, own, man. You just can't escape it. it no. Yeah, that's the card. <laughs> you know, there. She's still making money off that game. You know, she still has that game, and I mean, Kanye. Kanye what West. Game? She has a she's a, a game that makes her like millions of dollars. There's a Kardashian video game. It's a phone There's game, a iPhone thing. Yeah, where you, where you dress Kim Kardashian up for events and stuff, and uh, get her hairstyles and stuff like that. It's fucking stupid. Um, but you, it's a pay for play sort of deal, uh, and it's making her tons of money. Um, and then of course you got Kanye West, who's absolutely insane. He's out of his fucking mind. And he's tied to them. So as long as he stays with Kim Kardashian and he keeps continues to be insane and he keeps acting a fool on Twitter and stuff, which we could do a whole show about like how nuts he is on Twitter. Um, if we, you know, he, because of that, they'll always be in the news in one way, shape or form, you know? Yeah. So, um, but it's okay. Whatever. It's happening. I, one thing I realized about Kim Kardashian, if you, if you, I've finally added her to my Snapchat because uh, she's just so ridiculous. Uh, she's like trying. I feel like she is like trying as hard as she can to just go to an event naked. You know, like <laughs> like she's slowly like wearing like see through clothes and like taking topless photos and being naked everywhere and stuff. And I feel like she's gonna try like before she's like dead to like just be naked and like publicly naked and have it. She's gonna force us to accept it. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting, but, uh, yeah, I don't really, I don't watch the pop stuff. I just, uh, like hot chicks. So, well, she could go to an event in New York and be topless or something, right? We kind of mentioned that last week. Uh, not her, but did we talk about it or was that a I different like conversation? We talked about that last night and there was no facts based on that. It's kind of okay. like spitballing. You can definitely <laughs> be topless for certain reasons in certain cities, but I want, did she do anything more? revealing than uh you remember what rose mcgowan did when she was with marilyn manson like a long time ago she basically wore a chain mail dress yeah that was nice mm. rose she could bring that back uh rose Mc- somebody needs to bring rose mcgowan back 
Mm-hmm. Where's she at? She's great. Mm. Hoo-ha! <laughs> All right. Um, moving She's right big on. in China. I'm sure she is. I'm sure she is. And speaking of China. Ho-ho. Nice segue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there's a Chinese certificate authority that is in hot water because they issued certificates for GitHub, Microsoft, and Alibaba. But, you know, not legally <laughs> or not. Mm-hmm. You know, there were already certificates and they shouldn't have issued new ones. So apparently this is one of the largest root certificate authorities. <clears throat> um, but it was the way they do it. So it's like a, uh, it's like a, they have a service where you can get free certificates. And I guess it's, it must be automated. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and there was some there was some vulnerability through that and so the hackers were able to get fake certs for the these. hackers or well chi- the Chinese government. I mean, come on, man, this is bullshit. Some hackers went on there and used an automated so this this is none of this makes sense to me. Like uh, okay. Oh, Illuminati confirmed, huh? All right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> The title of this episode will be state sponsored. That's that's right. <laughs> um, no, I mean James is right. James is right. Absolutely, it could be. Uh, it could be through the Chinese government. Um, that's one reason why a lot of people will go into their browsers or into their operating system and actually remove a lot of the trusted root CAs. Like one of the ones that's in there that Steve Gibson always mentions because it's it's just funny. Like, if you go look in Firefox, one of the root CAs that's in there is the the Hong Kong post office. Yeah. He's like, now, why would anyone actually need this in their browser? Like, 99% of people are not going to need this, you know? He's like, go ahead and take it out. He's like, you don't think the Chinese government could get whoever runs the Hong Kong post office root CA to issue a certificate? Of course they could, you know? Yep. So James is right. I mean, this this other root CA, this woo whatever. Woo woo. Oh, no, it's Chinese CA. It's a woe sign. W-O sign. Woe sign? <laughs> so, you know, who the hell knows, though, man? But just interesting. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Alibaba is a big... A big website. It's kind of like Amazon, but not. It's the Amazon of China. They're like a a Chinese wholesaler website. Mm-hmm. If but, you want two thousand or something, go to them. Yep. So I just had a thought, uh, Mike. If you are so inclined, um, would you be able to able and willing oh. to create a short guide on how to remove suspect? certificates from your computer and post an article on our website, which is iopanelpodcast.com. That's the website? Huh. It is the website. <laughs> this guy, yo. When did you put that up? No, okay. That <laughs> <laughs> was like six months ago. Something like a little something I did. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Um, ridiculous. Uh, 
Alibaba product of the day, uh, 50 pieces is the minimum order. They're $4.50 a piece. It's a, I'll read the title here, 10-inch Superman novelty sex toy, latex penis, penis, big sexy man, teen, uh, penis, dick, cock, dildo, huge penis. $4.50 a piece, minimum order 50 Um That sounds like a good investment. Can you does. put a link to, in the show notes, please? I sure will. Thank you. Well, folks, now you know where you can get whatever it is James just said. IO Panel uh, Podcast web store coming soon. That's right. It's that's right. We're going to have our affiliate links. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's see here. Ten. And our affiliate Superman dildos. Mm-hmm. They'll say IO Panel on them. Yep. Okay. Uh, give me one thing. Just give me any one thing. As ridiculous as you want. Glass jar. Alien keychain. Oh. That's a better one. Yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at my alien vodka here. Mm-hmm. Tempting. There you go. Crack her open. Mm-hmm. Give it a sniff. See if it's gin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Yeah, so there's they already get- have your money. They don't need to be honest. There's a lot of alien keychains here. A lot. <laughs> uh, alien versus Predator. Just the Predator. Just the alien. Oh. Uh, something is just shaped like Batman, but it says alien. I <laughs> uh, don't really know why, but uh, thank you, Left China. And here's one that's clearly just a piece of wood on a keychain, <laughs> but it says Predator's Alien, Predator's Silver Metal Wood Keychain. <laughs> okay. Oh, and here's a hideous alien mask. <laughs> oh, there's another one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you, China. I love you. You're crazy. You're crazy, girl. You look crazy. All right. Good times. You're sick, James. That's why we like you. <laughs> okay. Thank you, James. I see you're putting some, some links in the notes there. There was uh, one thing I did want to um, mention. Evan, I think I showed you this link the other day. It's a uh, a link on Instagram, at least the one that I saw. I'm sure it's somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So we all heard about uh, SpaceX. I don't think we talked about it on the show, but SpaceX tried to launch something. Yeah, went boom, boom, possible and Illuminati spacecraft. That's right, exactly. So here, let me put that in here. Um, let's see. I had seen I had seen that uh, that GIF on another website slightly earlier. I was like, huh, possible suspect, but it could also be like a mosquito going in front of the camera. I guess it could be. Um, so air. So people, people who don't know, I'll just, I'll just run, give it the rundown real quick. Uh, earlier this week, SpaceX tried to launch something from Cape Canaveral, Florida. It was on September 1st. They were launching Facebook's first communication satellite. You're not serious, are you? I am serious. A $200 million satellite got blown up with the rocket. Did it? Or the, I heard that the satellite wasn't in, wasn't on board because they were still in the test phase. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if that's true or not. I hope if it's Facebook's first communication satellite, I hope it was blown up. <laughs> like, that'd be ideal. That'd be great. 
We'll do some more research. Yes. That I mean, that was ideally, ultimately, the purpose of the launch. But uh, I guess there's some question on whether the satellite was on board. But yeah, there's some there's a sketchy looking speck in the background that passes behind or near the rocket platform just as it explodes. So there's uh it could be aliens preventing us from from launching it. So I'm looking here and it says that Israel's Space Communication Limited said on Sunday it could seek fifty million dollars or a free flight from Elon Musk SpaceX after a Spacecom communication satellite was destroyed last week by an explosion at SpaceX's Florida launch site. Okay. So it was Israel, not Facebook? That's what this is saying. Well, that's equally as good. <clears throat> yeah, it says... Uh, It says, which built the Amos 6 satellite. Okay. So what? I wonder what the satellite was for. Eh, nothing. Some communication bullshit. Let's see. You know what else is... Uh... Are you looking at my misspelling? Let me trail off there. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you typing in there? <laughs> <laughs> What else is good for communication uh, of various ideas is listening to audiobooks. Mm. I know, Mike, you've been, you told me you were listening to audiobooks instead of doing some other task. What say you? Well, I've been listening to, I've still been listening to the Indian Hill series. Mm. Um, Every time you say that, I think... Of the books from elementary school, Indian in the Cupboard? Creepy. I vaguely remember that, although I don't think I ever actually read one. Dude, the Indian in the Cupboard books, I never read them. They looked like so creepy to me, and I was like, nope. They I was weren't like, really that creepy. Indian's tiny, and he wants to shoot me with an arrow and creep, him out my room, creep around my room in the dark. It was so creepy. So if it's not creepy. So if, if I just thought of this right now, the whole uh, Night at the Museum movie series. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Creepy. Like, when no one's around, and when Omri, which is the boy in the main character in Indian in the Cupboard, when he opens the cupboard, the little Indian figurine comes to life. It's the exact same thing. Is he scalping, like, someone the whole time? So no. he's like, holding a scalps on his belt? Nope. Well, Evan, um, okay. And, great. You know. I, you know. I never thought those movies were original. I never thought they were good. Fuck those movies and fuck Ben Stiller. Right? <laughs> Bro, you can't say fuck Ben Stiller. He has done some gold. Zoolander 2, no, fucking spectacular. Is that it's even out? Too. Oh, yeah. It's been out. It's You it should watch such it. It's a splash. We don't even remember it coming out. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. you've probably seen the first one, but the second one is funnier. I have seen parts of the first one. I've never seen the whole thing. Okay. You don't need to watch the second one. It's funnier because of the other characters, not Zoolander or 
Hans. Okay. The other people are, are funnier. Will Ferrell was like hilarious in it. He's pretty good. He's he's never really bad in anything. Oh. I don't think. Um, but on the topic of Ben Stiller, he made a movie a couple years ago called The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Amazing movie. You should definitely watch that if you've not. Is that seen the one it. where he's like goes on a trip and. Yep. I saw like the last fifteen minutes of that <laughs> once. All right. It's a great. It's a great movie. And I'd actually that you're right. That did look interesting. So. Yep. Oh, and of course I can't say fuck Ben Stiller because Tropic Thunder was amazing. So. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't fully not say that. Character though. Huh? Not not at all because of his character. Oh, didn't he write it? Uh, well, he wrote it and he chose the right actors and who pull made it funny. Cause, okay, uh, then. you know, maybe, maybe that's why, but yeah, I don't know. He also played a fitness camp counselor slash owner in the 1990s hit heavyweights. Uh, no one's seen that. Uh, Is that like camp nowhere? I feel like we're way off track. Similar. Well, we're not way off track. I figured that would segue pretty well into uh, entering week three of our weight loss competition, James, who has still not cre- uh, written down his starting his starting weight. Are we starting now? Hmm? Huh? I got to find a special... Um, look out, look out, look I got to go to the zoo and weigh device. myself. <laughs> I, got, I, need, I need to find someone to let me use a bovine scale. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's go to the vet. Well, we're still holding you to the same time period. Oh, yeah. Here we go. So we're ending December 21st. Here we go. So here we go. Vet scales. <laughs> no, uh, this is this is what I wanted to show you. Will Ferrell's great at everything except for this. <laughs> uh, it's called A Deadly Adoption, and it only appeared on Lifetime. Okay. Putting that in the show notes. Oh, it's with Kristen Wiig. Is this is this an it's not a comedy? Funny. It's not it's not a comedy. <laughs> it's supposed to be a comedy? No. <laughs> Kristen Wiig is in it. It's so weird. It's him and Kristen Wiig, and they're just ser- trying to be serious, and it's so bad. Like I feel like I'd like to see like uh, the behind the scenes because it's not a funny movie at all. It's like a really creepy, horrible, dumb movie that is like the quality of Lifetime that Lifetime puts out, which is like the basic plot of like there's a crazy woman about to do crazy stuff to your normal life. Are you sure? Yes. Did I, you watch the movie? I watched a good portion of it, my girlfriend. It okay. is not a serious. I just it, want to it, make it sure a serious movie that it's not like they made the trailer look super serious, but it's actually a comedy. No, no, it's not a comedy at all. And I'm telling you, I watched the entire thing. I was like, the joke is coming. I'm gonna get a joke. <laughs> He's gonna set someone on fire and then fall into the pool. It's gonna be great, and it never happens. Okay, well, I might watch that um, just because. Sorry, I got to bring it back to um, no. To what we were talking about with the SpaceX spacecraft? What, man? No one cares. This happened last week. So, I I don't think we explained it well enough, Evan. In the little video that, that I linked to. Mm-hmm. So, it shows an object on the screen going across the sky. Mm-hmm. A mosquito. <clears throat> they, the person who highlights it says, 
It's not a mosquito. They think it's a very large object, and they think it might be responsible for the disaster. Um, a mosquito mothership? Or, or baseball being pitched across the frame. Yes. Is it is it a raven of some sort? Caw-caw! <laughs> Illuminati confirmed! You know, I expect this from James. <laughs> because, as always, he's been drinking. But... <laughs> I haven't been drinking. <laughs> yeah, right. I've had a snort or two. Continue. <laughs> I've had a snort. I just saw him take a huge swig out of a out of a Glenmorangie <laughs> bottle. <laughs> yes. So anyway, um, swig in the glass. But you, Evan, I thought you would be more uh, receptive to the ramblings <laughs> of an insane person. I am, but you are not an insane person. Well, I'm showing you the link to from someone who is an insane person. I looked at it. I'm a huge skeptic, but I looked at it, and it looks like... I mean, if you want to see it this way, you'll see a spaceship or something flows across the screen at a super fast speed, and it, and then just as the thing explodes, it flips. It seems to flip or turn, and then continue on a straight line outside the frame and as it flips or turns um not flip not turning like changing direction but like rotating as it flips or rotates violently the thing explodes so i don't know i just can't fathom what it could have possibly been doing and it looks like it's if you look at it if you like really look at it it looks like it's just careening through the frame it doesn't look like controlled it looks like it's like tumbling in a straight line through the frame so, I mean, I, I don't claim to know anything about alien ship construction. Maybe they use tumble drives or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it just, it just, I don't, I don't know, man. It doesn't fit. Well, the, the, if it doesn't fit, must have quit. There must've you go. <laughs> there you go. You got it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's definitely Mystery interesting. Solved. It's interesting, though. It's worth a watch. If you, the, I mean, I, I advise everyone watch it. The link is in the description here. I'm sure Evans put it. I'm sure Michael's put it in the show notes. It's definitely worth watching. Does your theorist and alter have an idea of why they blew up this rocket? No. Does he go on a, a tirade like, like, see? This like, see, is this is what four. happens because black people are no. He doesn't do it. No, 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 no. He, no, he say this. This rocket is number four in the launch cycle this year. The number four is also the fourth year in the fourth month of the fourth we, fourth awakening of Illuminatus. Illuminatus. <laughs> the fourth letter in Illuminatus is S. The S in SpaceX. There you go. Illuminati confirmed. You know, like it, I feel like it's going to be something like that. This guy's really a true wackadoo fucking nut job. S is like the eleventh letter in Illuminatus. The fourth letter, fourth letter in Illuminatus is S. Confirmed. <laughs> one plus one equals two. Two squared is four. Fourth Reich. That's right. Heil Hitler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh huh. I like this other thing though that Evan sent me. Uh, what this alienshift dot com? There's a a, a a picture here. Of uh, aliens on the wall in Egypt or something. Oh yeah. So that's a uh, that's a pretty good link. Mm-hmm. I mean that that just says it all right there. Does, it does, doesn't it, Evan? Yep. All right. We are the aliens. 
It's deep, bro. It's true. It's deep. Um, okay. So I know we are sort of talking about Audible. Well, I got I got on one of my classic Indian in the cupboard rants. So <laughs> sorry. Sorry for classic, derailing that conversation. Classic Evan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm uh like I said, I was still on the Indian Hill series. Great book, great series. Um still recommend it for everyone. I still need to read the new Like and Fallout book. Uh Mark Tufo did post on Facebook recently the new cover for Zombie Fallout 10. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, oh, it's coming. Woo! So why? So we'll be on the lookout for that. That should be good. Hopefully by the end of the year, that's out. Um, No, they introduced a new character in uh, the last book. So I kind of want to see what they do with the, uh, with her in this. Is he the, uh, Dudley Tim's accountant or a dog named Duchess? Evan? I mean, James? What? <laughs> I'd go with Duchess. I would like to see Duchess, too. Although there's already a zombie book about dogs. No, they, uh, in, like, Zombie Fallout, like, four or five, they had, they introduced another, another, uh, dog. So the main dog, of course, is Henry, who's a, an English bulldog. And then in this, in that book, they introduce another English bulldog named, wait for it, Buddha. Okay. I get it. Mm-hmm. What I don't get is why dogs are main characters. It's not a main character. No. That, that, what are people excited about? No, no. I makes, I want to see what they do with this new character that they introduced in Zombie Fallout 9. That you just confirmed is a dog. It is not a dog. <laughs> you just called it a bulldog. <laughs> no, that was in Zombie Fallout 4 yeah, 5. Yeah, yeah, sure, Michael, sure. 4 plus 5 equals 9, confirmed. <laughs> Duchess confirmed. <laughs> yeah, Duchess confirmed. You guys are fucking maniacs, all right? <laughs> Um, no, there are, people are excited because a new zombie Fallout book is coming out. So. Well, yeah, and I'm I excited because I want to see what they do with this new character that they introduced in the last book. That's all. I didn't say it was who a dog. It? I didn't say it was anything like that. Spoiler alert. Who is it? I don't even remember the person's name. So Let down. It's been too long since I read Zombie Fallout 9. So. <sighs> Okay. It was like day by day you disappoint me. No. I give you so many chances. Mm-hmm. Anyone else who reads Zombie Fallout, give us a shout in the comments. Let us know what you think about the book. Um so Michael has someone else to talk to about the book. James because yeah, we're done. I hate you. <laughs> um okay, so I I'm still reading uh honestly I went to the beach and I didn't read anything. Uh, I didn't have. I didn't really didn't take the time to listen to any books. I read a lot of manga, um, which is Japanese comic books. If anyone knows, deviant. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of uh, alien penises or whatever, like you know, whatever craziness. Um, no, no, nothing like that. Notice I, me, I read, senpai. That's right, just me, senpai. No, I read a lot of uh, manga, but I, horror, horror manga, uh, which is like what some kind of horror stuff. manga? Horror, horror. Horror? 
Horror? Horror? Horror? Horror? <laughs> horror or what? What's the other choice? <laughs> You're oh so pleased with yourself, Michael. You're going to have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, horror manga. So that was pretty interesting. I have some like stuff there that's pretty interesting to watch. Maybe I'll put some links in the description so you guys can watch it. It's pretty dark, but it's pretty good. Um, and then uh, I just finished the second Silver Ships book, Libre, uh, earlier today, and I started the third one called Medellin. Um, or no, Meridian. Sorry, Medellin is the cartel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is wrong I, with you? I no, I, I just watched That's the uh, fucking Colombian drug cartel. I watched the second, for, uh, first and second and third episodes of uh, of uh, Narcos, the Netflix show. Today it just came out, I think, a couple days ago, and I love the first season. So if you're in a Netflix and you're like a Netflix, you like their show, their original stuff. The Narcos series is very, very good. There's lots of killing and lots of drug stuff and lots of really awesome stuff in there. So definitely worth checking that out. But uh, yeah, it's about the Medellin drug cartel and Pablo Escobar in the '80s. Mm-hmm. Um, really good, to, really interesting to watch. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm, uh, the next one's called Meridian. That's what I just started. And uh, so I'm, I'm listening to that book right now. Nothing else is really on my radar. Uh, I check periodically to see if my regular series will come back, but nothing's come back yet. So I have something to add uh, on the topic of horror or horrors. <laughs> um, I was going on, I was reading through one of my uh, subreddits today, and the topic was subcultures that you didn't know existed, something like that. Uh-huh. And I found out there is, there are a couple of genres of country music. One is called horror country. Oh God. Which is just like dark country music. You know, the lyric, it's not like harder or anything. The lyrics are just demonic sort of. And the other one, uh, instead of bluegrass, it's called bloodgrass. Oh God. Really? Uh, similar, just, darker lyrically hmm. but i thought it was, i listened to four or five songs thought it was interesting uh i will not add them to my playlists but you know just uh you remind me of that james no problem i'm gonna send i've got a link here to the two that i was reading uh i would say this is all in sfw and all um 21 and up uh one of them has a significant amount of uh, adult themes in it. So mm-hmm. just letting you know it's not for your kids. But uh, I'll put that in the show notes for you guys to check out. It's very creepy shit. But for some reason, I love looking at it. Because hmm. I'm a maniac. It's a phenomenon. Unexplainable. Well, James and I, on our trip uh, this past week, we learned that one of our friends... <laughs> Is very much a fan of prepping end of the world stuff and also horror films, mm-hmm. which I did not know about this person at all. And you wouldn't have suspected. Yes. So that was that was uh, a pleasant surprise. Well, good. I'm. Uh, I've been meaning to get more into horror movies and horror stuff, and I just haven't for whatever reason. Maybe I'm afraid, you know, I don't know. And, uh, 
But I think this year is the year. I'm going to do it. You're going to have a go at it? Mm-hmm. Halloween's okay. coming up, you know? Yeah. Which is actually one of my favorite, I won't say holidays, but traditions, I guess, is a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. James, you're making a mockery of the show notes, please. I'm just filling it up, man. Okay. A mockery? I should have put hors d'oeuvres manga. <laughs> um, yeah, Halloween's actually like two months, two months away. It's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, we've been kind of jumping around all over the place here. I'm going to bring it back over to game theory. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to mention yeah. something I just put in there. So there's a game I recently learned about all because of the chive. Uh, they, they like to play games and stream them on their Twitch channel mm-hmm. and have fun with them. And so one of the games that they've been playing recently is called layers of fear. And it is a psychological horror video game and it's available for almost every platform, um, windows, OS 10 Linux, and then even for PlayStation four and Xbox one. So it's everywhere. It was released earlier this year in, uh, looks like in February and basically you go around. It's a first person perspective kind of game. You go around this old Victorian mansion, exploring things and finding out things about, about your own character who is a, a supposedly a disturbed painter. So it sounds uh sounds pretty interesting. Does he paint people's future inner demons? No, but he uses the human body as his canvas. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I don't know what oh, he's I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a good one. No, no, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just made that up. I don't know I don't know what it's about. But uh, it just it just looked interesting. I watched. The, I just looked a little bit of the trailer. It looks fucking creepy as hell, and the quality, the resolution looks amazing. It's probably like four K or something. It looks great, and it's creepy. It looks that's the worst thing, worst combination: great and creepy. <laughs> uh huh. So that one looks interesting. I'm gonna check it out. Excellent. Uh, there is one game that I don't know if I had mentioned to you guys or if you found it somewhere else uh just a quick shout out there's apparently a game called hk and it's a game where you are wandering around hong kong and you are a cat that sounds awesome Mm-hmm. looks really good huh is it like goat simulator no no oh. it's it's really good <laughs> <laughs> buzzing no is it like Train Simulator 2013? Yes. <laughs> As I said, really good. Exactly. See? Thank you. No. <laughs> Thank you, Evan. I took I take back every mean thing I've ever said about you. Oh, oh yeah. Don't do that too like, quick. In this game, the main character is a cat. Yeah. HK DevBlog. Um, <clears throat> so, James, why don't you tell us about this... Uh, or we get to meet Evan here in uh, this this other link you have. Oh yeah, so um, it's not our Evan, uh, thank God. 
So basically, okay, basically there's a gamer. Uh, he's in the article that I have in the part two link in the show notes. Um, uh, anyway, the, so the gamer, his father died, and then his... Oh, God. A commercial's playing in my fucking ear. Thank you. Kill yourself, YouTube. Sorry. Um, so... <laughs> Don't you have um, free whatever? It wasn't a commercial. It was just a loud... The autoplay played some next video oh. thing, and it was freaking horrible. So, anyway, so uh, this gamer, his father died, and right as his father died, his brother went into the hospital for complications with... Uh, diabetes and he died and he was a huge fallout fan and i guess the guy posted on reddit the link is in that thing you can read, want to read it i didn't read it i read the article that talked about it um and when fallout released their last and final dlc for uh for or bethesda released their last and final dlc for fallout 4 um called nuke world when they released it they added in a character at the very end of the map uh it's called nuka world and at the very end of the map, so you walk to the very end of the map, um, and sitting on top of a trailer, just kind of looking out over the over the you know land, is a guy named Carrie, named Evan, and you can have a short conversation with him. And he kind of says, "Hey, you know, I'm just looking. I love the view." And you you engage him in a conversation. He gives you some free stuff, and he's just you. His house stays at, on the map, his uh, trailer, and it's called Evan's house or whatever like that. And he's just chilling there, but it's supposed to be a, a parent. It's it's modeled after that guy's brother, and he uh, he uh, his name is Evan and everything else. Like that just a really cool kind of thing for them to do for their fan, you know. Um, uh, the guy's name is, uh, and it's happened two months ago, so they just put it in. Um, yeah, it's really interesting stuff. So definitely worth reading the article, and then if you want to go in like freaking. Cry your fucking eyes out. Go read the uh, post on Reddit. It's apparently a very long post. I, for one, appreciate them. I do, too. I do, too. I think it's uh, it's very rare that a gaming house shows that they care about their fans to this level. And it's a small thing, but... Um, and the guy, the guy, the character's not even a pivotal character in the game. Like You could play the whole game without ever running into this guy. But it's nice that they did something like this. So they went to this level for their fan. You know, for their for one of their fans, um, it shows they care, and I, I like it. I appreciate it. <clears throat> um, let me squeeze a couple other things into game theory while we're up here. And um, so, uh, okay, so um, let's talk about. I thought I put a link here, but I didn't. Let's talk quickly about uh, No Man's Sky. So we didn't really get to talk about it. Uh, we did talk about it a little bit um, over the last few weeks, like the whole outrage about it. People are very upset about No Man's Sky. Yeah, shit, don't buy it. Yeah, well, they it's had a just taken from a non-gamer. They, it's it, shit. Disregard, disregard. It's shit, so, people. So disregard. Mute yourself. Baba so, booey, baba booey. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, go Google that. So so basically, you know, people are very upset. The game's uh, the ending of the game is lame. There's lots of problems with the game. Uh, the game is 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 as delivered as what the initial what they initially said the game would be. The the guy who the main developer made some promises and said some things that aren't weren't didn't happen, and people like kind of hung on those things. People are very upset. 
And I understand they were upset, but the game was, I think this is reactions a little heavy, but at the same time, so I'm a Star Citizen fan and I, and I looked at No Man's Sky and I said, this isn't really for me because I don't really care about solo exploration, you know, and I don't need 18 quintillion worlds. I'm not even going to be able to explore them all. And how many planets can you go to and just be like, okay, this looks interesting. I'll change the name of this animal to Evan's Balls. And uh, there we go. You know, like how many times can you do that before you're like enough? You know, it's just a re constant rehash and it didn't look like fun to me. So it wasn't the game for me. You know, me and Evan have kind of debated about this for a while, but he kind of hits a nail on the head. And he says, well, they knew what they were getting into. He basically said, this is the game I'm making. And people were like, I well, I want this and I'm going to pretend you said that, you know, and that's basically what happened. Um, although he did make some promises and you, you'll see, you can go, just Google it. You'll see plenty of references to some of the stuff he said about multiplayer and this feature and that feature and things that just didn't appear. Um, and the game is, the game wasn't ported properly to PC, which, you know, upsets all the elite PC mega gods. Um, no 60 frames per second, no 4K. Uh, it crashes like crazy on, on, on PS3 or PS4, or whatever, on Xbox. It's just a, the game is a disaster from top to bottom in a lot of ways. It's pretty sad because um, this is like Hello Games' big break out of whatever they normally normal garbage thing they do, which is like phone games or something. This is their first big piece, AAA PC release. Um, and it was supposed to be the game that end all games. I mean, this guy was on fucking – I think he was on uh, – he was on several late night talk shows. How many times do game developers get on several late night talk shows to talk about their games? Never. You know, it never happens. So this was huge. This is going to be huge. And so many people got worked up about it. Um, when the game first came out, 200,000 people got it. <laughs> um, roughly, give or take, probably more than that, were actively playing at the time they took that kind of census of people actively playing. And it dropped off 90% in a, like about four weeks. Um, down to uh, the same as Pokemon Go, actually. <laughs> 90% drop-off, down to about 15,000 players actively playing the game right now. Really, and Pokemon Go the, to the Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, that was kind of inevitable, though, right? Once you get it, you're like, okay, there's nothing else to do in here. That's the thing. When you have this 20, 2016, dude, you can't make a game and be like, okay, we're this is what we're, we're – that's it. We're done. You can't do that. You have to keep being like, more features, more features, more features. <clears throat> um, and I, I watched a video, actually, because I'm a Star Citizen guy, so I watched a video that talked about what Star Citizen, what CIG, Cloud Emporium Games, is doing better than Hello Games. And this came out after the fact. And this is something that a lot of indie developers don't do. They don't communicate. They have a dev blog, and that's it. Star Citizen puts out, like, four videos a week, they have thousands of hours of content. They have, you know, the website's full of stuff. The forum is fucking nuts. They have devs talk to the people. They have a, a show where they talk back and ask, do question and answers, you know, and the, the devs talk in depth about functions and features. Um, when Hello Games was like, we're doing this, and then you'd never hear anything for weeks and then months and then whatever. Escape from Tarkov, people talked about that game. Oh, it's going to be great. We can't wait to get it and it looks amazing man if you're like a daisy fan escape from tarkov is absolutely fantastic to look at it's a beautiful realistic into the world game problem is <laughs> the devs are in russia and they're like in russia we're not gonna say shit to you 
So they just kept their mouths shut during most of development, except for leaking little bits of footage here and there, which is pretty common. But they didn't interact with the people who paid money to play the game. Which game is this? So Escape from Tarkov, which is like it's like if you remember Daisy and uh, a bunch of the survival games, zombie survival type games. This is a rehash of that minus the zombies. Uh and multiplayer and NPCs, basically. But it takes place in a Russian province, state, whatever you want to call it. And it's like you have to escape from this biological hazard or something that happened in this place. Um, and the whole place has been closed down. And you're, like, going around finding stuff and, you know, crafting. It's 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 basically like, like any of these any of the games just like it. But the quality, the thing is it looks great. The quality's way up. Um, so... Yeah, those, I mean, it seems like a very common trend among indie developers. They're very, uh, like, people, they don't communicate. And then the Star Citizen people are communicating like crazy. So Star Citizen, actually, when they released their 3.0 video, which I talked about a couple episodes ago, they picked up, like, I don't know, 20,000 or something, like, players because of um, No Man's Sky. And they've been picking up No Man's Sky players since then. Like, No Man's Sky people are like, why didn't we look at Star Citizen? We're idiots. All this time, we should have been looking at Star Citizen. Which yeah, is that's what they actually wanted. Yeah, that's that's the game that most of them wanted. They wanted this interactive MMO, like Eve or something like that, where they could walk around and do shit. And Star Citizen is delivering all that. But the problem is, Star Citizen, it has this love it or hate it. Is it vaporware? This isn't real. And then if you look, you say, oh, wait, the devs are talking like crazy. So there's tons of information out about this game. So anyway, um, I didn't put anything in the show notes about that. It's just something I saw. Feel free to Google it yourself. I'm not going to give you any information. <laughs> Would you like to uh, have a little factoid that I just made up? What's that? Let's hear it. There's a hidden, uh, there's a hidden song on the soundtrack for No Man's Sky, which you can find by reversing the order of the planets and doing some math. Anyways, the song is by Green Day, and the song is called Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Oh shit! Oh, Michael. We're doing a show with a Rembrandt. <laughs> Michael, where they, where they need to put him? Put <laughs> him <laughs> in a body bag. Jeez. Put him in a body bag. You just got to get the mail order body bag number so we can just start sending these motherfucking body bags. Hey, search for body bag on Alibaba. That's going to be easy. See if we can get a bulk discount. We'll send them all to uh, the developers of No Man's Sky. There we go. FEMA blue body bag. Perfect. So in No Man's Sky, you basically travel the universe more or less solo. You're unlikely to meet someone, but that actually did happen. Now, if you want to travel around the globe, I've got a couple links for you here. Um, the first one is thebasetrip.com, and you basically put in the country you're traveling from and the country you're traveling to, and it will give you information on currency rates, um, popular landmarks, places to eat, hotels, all kinds of accommodation and travel information. I think that's quite interesting. 
The second one is funcheaptravel.com forward slash resources, which is just a bunch of other travel resources that I found. I actually found both of these sites while uh, thoroughly wasting time in StumbleUpon, which is something I revisit every month or so. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, that's StumbleUpon, mm-hmm. man. It's dangerous. It's it's dangerous if you can't control yourself. Correct. If if you have self control and don't just like go down the rabbit hole of every link that it sends you to, then it can be quite informative and and beneficial. That being said, I've saved links for clear time wasters of websites that I intend to go back to, but who knows if I'll ever mm-hmm. get to it. The third extra link I have in here reminds me of a website that I found out quite a few years ago called Rainy Mood. So if you go to rainymood.com, it's just a uh, an animated background, basically, that shows like raindrops going down a window and just plays the sound of a rainstorm That's through awesome. your speakers, which is pretty relaxing. So this site does that, but it can also have... You can play like birds chirping or the sound of a fire or waves or as if you were sitting in a coffee shop, you know, in a big city or like trains going by or a playground, like 10 different things, Um, depending on what mood you're in. You know, I just thought that was pretty interesting. So those are the three useful uh, extra links. James, I would like you to click on the fourth one that says the Clarkson. It's a link to nine gag. Uh, Jeremy Clarkson was on vacation, apparently or doing something <laughs> and had a, had a very unflattering picture taken of him. Uh, and that triggered the Photoshop nerds of the internet. So if you scroll <laughs> down, you can see someone made, uh, made his image into a mermaid magic card called Jermaid yeah. as a basic creature. Uh, one damaged target creature or player. It's a, and, you know, it's just him photoshopped into a bunch of stuff. I like the one where they put him in, uh, the Bigfoot woods. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Uh, most of them just keep getting better. Uh, just some, you know, some funny to laugh at. Uh, if you, if you keep scrolling down. When is their new show coming out? I don't know. Hey, uh, Evan. Totally unrelated. Yes. What uh, what uh-huh. website do you use to host our podcast? Uh, no, the actual one? audio. Oh, Mixed Cloud. Mixed Cloud. Okay. Yep. We originally used SoundCloud. However, uh, to have... Their, their free service will only let you have three hours of audio, which already was an issue by our second episode. Uh, you can upgrade to pro for like a hundred dollars a year or something like that. But even then, I think you're limited to, you know, a much higher, it's not unlimited, much more audio. But, uh, I figured with most of our episodes being in the two to three hour range, uh, I should look for all. So we use Mixcloud. Yes. 
which only has one actual downside that I can think of. And that is for the time being, you cannot rewind. And that's still a issue. I believe so. I've not checked on it in a couple months actually. And I know their developers were working on it. Uh, I don't know if the issue so, is so, bandwidth on their side or resources somehow. So that's a feature, uh, but, not a bug. Yes, it's currently a feature. Whenever yes. I go to the show, I'm like, I want to hear the opener again. And I go look. I, go, I can't. I let me reload the page. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, okay. It's a feature that it's really a skill building slash personal development feature that is designed to. Um, work on your attention span. And so you can, so you can concentrate on one thing at a time and finish it instead of hopping around here and there and having to go back, you know? So I think that's why they did it. Thank you for that very convincing lie. No problem. Anything else, Mike, you have, uh, you want to talk about your idea for a laptop? Is this one of the trash laptops? That is correct. So. Did you ever figure out what the better one was? What the better one was? Well, you said there was like a Dell D620 or something like that. And then there was another HP that you hadn't messed with. Well, I got it right here. It is an HP. Um. But I don't know it's a consumer it's a consumer level machine. Uh, it's for the it's for the peons. For yeah, the like masses, it has huh? Altec Lansing speakers. It says Ooh. HP Pavilion DV two thousand. Seems old and obsolete. Yep, there's some screws missing from the screen area. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, it mm-hmm. was in the trash. Um, we tried to see if we could plug in a, a, like another power adapter I had, but um, it uses some weird plug. So uh, okay. So it's once again trash. Well, I'll probably just end up removing the hard drive from it and see if we can get anything off of it. But when my See if you can see if you can put the RAM in that one from from that one in the in the Dell if it has room and it's the same yeah, kind. That's an idea. The Dell's a D six ten. Um, but no, my idea was, and actually, this is really more more James's idea. He thought I should boot up the Dell since it boots up to Windows, but I can't log into it. Mm-hmm. I should put it on the network, or and my actually my idea was to build a separate network using a different switch and stuff, but <clears throat> put it on the network, have it booted up to Windows, and you know I'll just put a little router or something on the network so it gives it an IP address, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I'll hook up another computer to the same network, but that computer will be running Kali Linux which we've talked about before Mm -hmm. and we can use Kali Linux to try to 
Yes. Penetrate. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yep. So I still think I still think you're adding extra steps into this process. I think you need to just maybe get another router, sure, but just add a video card, add a second network card to your computer, and then dedicate that network card to you know a VM network, and then run the run a VM instead of like I'll build another computer that's a Cali box. Oh, don't say anything about building anything. I'll steal another computer that's oh. a Cali box. You can just boot no, your you current boot, desktop yeah. into it. No, you can boot. Yeah, you can boot. Um, you can do that too. But yeah, you can run Cali off of off the CD. Exactly. So. That was more my idea. Actually, I figured I would just boot off a Cali DVD from my um, my Dell laptop and go from there. And try to use various mm-hmm. exploits to to penetrate. And what happens when it fails? I mean, Man, it if, probably hasn't been updated. It's probably how would it be updated? Is running Windows XP? It's probably been sitting in a drawer for. There's seven no or eight updates years. for Windows XP for the last how long? Year? Two years? Maybe it's an ATM machine. It's not an ATM machine. <laughs> I can assure it's you, like, it yeah, is a laptop a, I have sitting here. Yeah, it's. A, I've seen it. It's a laptop. Maybe the registry thinks it's. Oh, an ATM you, so you machine. think it's getting updates? It's a point of sale system. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never actually tried that. Have any of you guys ever tried that? Nope. Uh-uh. I just trust that it works because I read about it uh-huh. on the internet. Uh huh. So yeah, and the other thing I'll just mention, Cali just put out a new release, so they they updated their release. It's now called Cali Linux twenty sixteen point two. So, okay. it just came out recently. Now, I'm pretty sure that it that itself does not contain any exploits. It just has a bunch of tools. So, it might have the tool you need to abuse the exploit. But I don't I don't really know how you'd go about it. You have to download, you have to install if it's not installed already, which I think on the full version of Meta, of what of what's called it, it's installed, but on the basic version it doesn't have Metasploit, so you need to install uh or you need to get Metasploit and then install all the add ins and plugins and shit for it and update it. Um okay. and then you can Metasploit has Metasploit has exploits in it. Well there you have it. Um Okay. And Armitage, Armitage Whatever it's called, uh, which I've never used. I have no idea how to use it, but I know that has exploits in it. You heard it here first, folks. Yep. James doesn't know how to use it, but he heard it has exploits. Boom. Waffles are delicious. Security professional. He's like, sell your stocks and buy waffles. Tasty waffles with lots of syrup. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Due to a scrambled subspace transmission. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And wake up, hog! Oh boy, I tell you, classic. Okay, so yeah, so I'm gonna give that a shot. See if I can get that going this week, and uh, we'll mm-hmm. go from there. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Report back with uh, successes or failures, and um, if you end up just yanking the drive and plugging it in, 
be well, interested to know what's on. that's not really an option, I don't think. Oh? Uh, as I mentioned in the past, I believe it is encrypted. But it is... Okay. But it is set it to auto-login. Yeah. Very so, good. So, they encrypted it. So, it does make life a little harder. But they left... <laughs> they let it auto-login, so... They kind of defeated their own their own thing there. Mm-hmm. So okay. Um, if I was a little smarter, I would be able to extract the key somehow, since it's already been given. You know. Um, right. But I don't know how to do that. So. Well, that's what that learning's for. That is very true. So anyway, we'll give it a shot. Report back next week. Yes, sir. Well, that's being pretty ambitious, to be it honest. Is. You're right. But uh, we'll report back at some point in the yes. future. Um, but I got to work on another thing. So that we talked about earlier in the episode here. I've already <laughs> Article forgotten. That you want me to write? Oh, yeah. Yes, please. That would be uh, helpful to everyone. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So, James, you would like to talk about losing your iPhone headphones, I presume? Um, yeah. Uh, like immediately? iPhone headphone a go-go. So, the new iPhone uh, is – it's not out, but um, it's – it has arrived. I don't know what that means, but it's arrived. And uh, I'm really excited because uh, I hope that my stock will go up on Tuesday. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen because the sales – oh, so it is out because we're talking about sales. The sales are – iPhone sales are garbage now. Um, they've fallen off a lot, and there's no headphone jack on the new iPhone. I think the sales have fallen off because iPhone Apple has to come up with a new – like that, that, that new next thing, that new one more thing. And they haven't done that in a very long time. So, um, and I guess we don't know what that is, but they'll have to come out with something shocking. So far right now, they've been really successful in rehashing and remarketing other people's stuff and other people's innovation and doing a great job at that and making it seem like they're the first one who came up with it. But, um, they need to make something new because right now everybody has an iPhone. Like, you know, and people, there's people walking around with iPhone freaking iPhone 4s, and they're like, yeah, this is fine. This is good enough for mm-hmm. me. So, anyway, that's what this article's about. It's a Wall Street Journal article, so you need to turn off your ad block. <clears throat> uh, Gross. Or subscribe or sign in to read the full story. So, that'll be fun. But, uh, definitely uh, interesting. Uh, we'll have to watch and see what happens. I mean, the new iPhone 7 is supposed to be bigger, better, faster, stronger, and uncut. I don't know. We'll see. That's really all that's about. Um, just, a, just an interesting little tidbit. Either way, it's going to be something interesting to look at. Um, let's see what else I got here. Um, the uh, fili- the satellite fili- it wasn't this? Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Say it. Uh, I don't know. Filet, probably. Okay, so Europeans uh, comment. Fili- European U- European Union space. Uh, Whatever they're called, um, they like uh, two years ago they lost a lander that thing would land on a comet, on a comet. Uh, 67P Churi, 
Churi, Jimmy Churi, Churi Yumnov. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has a crazy name. Churi Yumnov Gura Ismanenko. I don't know. Make that up. Anyway, Jimmy Churi Gurka. Yeah. So they found um, they found images in the uh, in the things mothership that it landed from. <laughs> anyway, the images show Philly chilling there like toppled over on the comet. The fail whale approached and hit hard. Um, so anyway, it was missing. Now it's found. That's really it. Read the story. Just, just telling you, I'm just, I'm here to point you guys in the direction of the news. I don't really So they found it, but they, st- it's still useless. Yeah. It's nothing to do with it. It's just, fucking, yeah. it's still, it's, it's in a comet. You know, the comet ain't chilling. It's, it's in motion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing's gone. Wait, come back. Yeah. Nope. Nope, I'm a comet. <laughs> get get wrecked. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, um, okay, the last real little bit of news here is YouTube. So YouTube changed their advertiser. They changed their TOS, um, and it wasn't. It didn't get noticed. What happened? It it didn't get noticed until just recently. So about a year ago, they changed this. Um, and I'm going to read you the guidelines. The guidelines are pretty extreme, honestly. Uh, some of them are like reasonable and other ones are like, you're like, wait, wait a second. Okay. So content that is considered non-advertiser friendly includes, but, but not limited to sexually suggestive content, including partial nudity uh, or sexual humor. Okay. That's like, dude, there's so much stuff on YouTube. That's like dick jokes. And that's why you use YouTube. Yeah, basically. Um, for, for the so-called freedom that it used to offer. Violence including displays of serious injury and events related to violent extremism. Okay, so violent extremism, you know, the assumption is they're talking about, like, ISIS and all this kind of shit. You know, um, inappropriate language, including harassment, profanity, vulgar language. There's a lot of that on YouTube. I totally get that. But inappropriate language, that's very broad. That's a very broad, slippery slope that they shouldn't even start to go down. Um, to say violence and displays of serious injury, that could be news. Like that could be, that could be a news program. Mm-hmm. So that's like another slippery slope. Promotion of drugs and regulated substances, including selling and use of, uh, such, uh, use and abuse of such items. I don't have a problem with that. That's reasonable. Controversial or sensitive subjects and events, including subjects related to war, political conflicts, nat- uh, natural disasters, tragedies, even graphic imagery, if, even if graphic imagery is not shown. Okay, the last so one. So no news and opinions. Yeah, no news and opinions. The last one is probably the biggest one. So, okay, I, I'll be completely honest with you. I'm getting this story from ETC News, which is one of my favorite news guy, news groups on YouTube. Them and Philly, Philip DeFranco and a bunch of other YouTubers are very upset about this because what happened, here's how they noticed. About a month ago, um, YouTube started to deploy this. Um, and then some algorithm is running and it's automatically flagging videos. It's not pulling the videos down, but it is flagging them and saying, okay, we're stripping all the monetization from this video. Now, if you, if your business is making YouTube videos like Philip DeFranco or ETC news and you do multiple videos a day or multiple videos a week with good quality content, this is going to hurt you. You know, if your whole business is YouTube, you're going to be hurting from this. So, um, 
it's pretty bad, actually. And a great example is the Young Turks. The Young Turks had like 500 videos that had their monetization stripped from it. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. And so the the process to strip monetization is automatic. It's an algorithm. But the process to get it good, put the videos under review is manual. Um, so you have to go through each video and say, please uh, put this under human review. Click human review. Click like you have to do that for every video. Um, Can you? Can't you only do that to one per day? Also. No, they've changed it now. So for this process, this review process, you can have a human, you can select all of your videos. Um, there was a one per day for, for things that are flagged for D- DRM. But, uh, right, okay. but for, for this process, for advertiser, this advertiser friendly guidelines, you can select all of them. But either way, a human is going to watch all the videos. Okay. So somewhere in Bangladesh or somewhere, <laughs> someone's watching these videos and trying to judge whether you're like talking about ISIS or, your is some SJW thing or whatever. Now you guys say, James, you always say SJW. Here's how the way that comes in from. Um, it didn't get really big until Philip DeFranco had a video pulled down because or not pulled down, but he had a video f- um, flagged for this because he covered this SJW Uber rider. She had a bad Uber ride. And it was an SJW thing. I did not see his video. They talked about it on the ETC, and I want to watch it, but I haven't been able to find it anywhere on YouTube. Um, if I find it, I'll put it in the show notes. But basically, the girl had a bad ride because the guy said, like, he gave, he told, he talked to her about something she didn't want to hear about. And she's like, this ride's not a safe space. I don't feel safe in here because you're talking about violence or, like, politics or something. And that's what being an SJW is. That's what, like, a safe space is. And so basically, what they're saying is YouTube is turning their entire system into a safe space. And we, we've talked about this before, but the reason safe spaces are bad is because it's like, oh, uh, the, the, the exact meaning of safe space is like a place where you don't have to hear any thoughts or opinions that oppose your own. And you don't have to hear anything that you find morally, uh, not morally objectionable, but uh, anything that pushes the limits of what you feel is like acceptable to you whether it's socially acceptable or not. Like, so perfectly, perfect example under this is like, if you have an, if you have some family members who are like, we don't want to hear about politics, you know, but politics, talking about politics is important to a certain extent, but like that, we don't want to never talk about it around us. You know, we don't ever want to talk about it with you. You know, that's a safe, they're creating a safe space against politics, which in, in maybe in a family situation is reasonable, but on YouTube, like it's supposed to be a place for discord uh, or discourse and stuff like that. So you really don't want to have people like afraid to put up a video about crazy shit Trump is doing or crazy shit the Hillary's doing or um, whatever. Like you don't want those. You don't want a safe space being created on YouTube. It's supposed to be a f- place of freedom and you can speak and do this and say crazy shit and whatever, you know. And if you don't like it, get fucked. Just don't watch the video. Like that's to be good enough. Yeah, but, exactly. You have 100% control to close the window. Yeah, exactly. So just go away. <laughs> that's that's the problem here with this. And the thing is, they're arbitrarily flagging videos. ETC News had a bunch of videos flagged. Um, and then the videos, they put on an update video a couple days later saying that, okay, we went through, we had 100 videos flagged. We went through and selected all the videos for manual review. All the videos were reviewed, and then they were all brought back online with monetization. 
The problem is the system does not show when the videos were taken down for monetization. So we don't know how much how much money we lost. And YouTube is insane. So there's lots of problems with YouTube does this. Their whole system's kind of fucked up. And there's a lot of issues with free speech on YouTube and issues with DRM on YouTube and issues with like the flagging process. Like if Evan makes a video and you know, I don't like his video, I can just flag it. And if I flag, I get Michael to flag it, and I get Joe Smith to flag it, then they pull his video down, even though the three of us are just conspiring to destroy Evan because we don't like his video, you know? So there's lots of lots of issues with the way their whole systems work. They need to really do, fix and overhaul the whole thing. It's very creator negative. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so they're going to lose. If they're only, they're only saving grace for YouTube right now is there's no, one, no one's come up with a better system. Well, I was just going to ask you, what are some alternatives? I mean, there's there's Vimeo, but that's not on the same level. Yeah, Vimeo is not on the same level. Video doesn't have, and I think the whole bar to entry for Joe Schmo for Evan for Evan's video sharing service is the infrastructure that YouTube has mixed in with Google and with all the DRM and everything else and advertisers. Um, that stuff's appealing to advertisers, and it allows YouTube to be able to do a lot of the things they can do. So. That's that seems to be the barrier the barrier to entry to someone else coming along and doing it. I'm sure other people are trying to do it and trying to find new ways to monetize, but you know, a lot of a lot of creators have gone to Facebook, but Facebook's not great for a bunch of reasons and uh, yeah. if if YouTube were willing to put in some sort of like flag or you know, if you're if you can be a verified user on YouTube or something like that and classify yourself as a news site and have that vetted and be exempt from this kind of thing, then uh, I have less of a problem with it. That's a great idea. Um, I think honestly, all the sites should be like that. Um, I haven't checked this week in airsoft, which is my old podcast. I had a lot of problems with those videos getting flagged by other people saying that we were showing their content and they're trying to steal the monetization from our videos. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we didn't make any money on those videos, so I didn't really care if they stole the monetization. <laughs> from them. Like they were literally getting nothing. Here's uh, a nickel. Not even a nickel. They would get nothing. You know, um, like they'd have a big payday if they got an empty envelope from Google. Like that's how much money I made on those videos. But it was really annoying to see like some 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 company in Italy claiming ownership of our content of like my me interviewing someone uh, about an airsoft game that happened in in Kentucky or Georgia or something like that. It was really annoying seeing that. Um, yeah. And uh, Russian companies, a lot of Russian companies, a lot of Italian companies did that to us. And I wouldn't be surprised if I go in and see that YouTube has flagged our videos under this non monetization clause because we used, because the video is about vi- There's some violent aspect to the video because it's airsoft like paintball. And, and mm-hmm. it's a armed, a semi-armed sport that may come off as violent. So I, I don't really know. I'd really like to like find out what algorithm is doing this and figuring this. How are they making this decision about this? I'm really kind of baffled about that. So I don't know. But I mean, what could it possibly? It would have to work on whatever keywords you put in there, right? Because it's not. It, it can't be smart enough to actually scrub through the video and analyze like still frames could it that's what i think i think it's going off of the 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 tags what people tag in their videos so if you tag your video you're like penis you know dick joke right um hillary or whatever you name the yeah. video 
So I think it's looking at all those things and trying to figure out. And thing is, people put all kinds of crazy stuff in their tags to get their videos to pop up. So it's funny, like you're searching for, like I'm searching for Star Citizen videos and a video about, you know, Donald Trump pops up, you know, and I'm like, what the hell is this doing here? It's because something in some video, something I like star or citizen or something like that popped up. Someone put that in the tag for the video or something similar or something along the lines that the algorithm says, oh, maybe they want to see this too. Let's show them this also. Um, so yeah, it's probably looking at that detail, you know, and trying to make it some kind of snap judgment. I don't know, but it's really weird and it's really screwed up. Hopefully they're going to fix it. I don't know. We'll see. But as of right, as of right now, the advertiser friendly content guidelines are still there and still in effect. So if you are a YouTuber, you know, just be careful what you're posting up there. Um, you know what else I don't like about monetization it? on your videos. Another thing I don't like about it is they're making it retroactive. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's and, – and the guys at ETC kind of hinted at this, but I'm going to say straight up that I think the reason they did that was so they could say it's a rule that's been around for a year, you know. Um, and the, the problem is, though, um, Philip DeFranco and ETC News and a bunch of other people have gone in great detail to find out whose videos – where monetization was taken away, how many videos, and what can and, and they looked at the dates and said, okay, two year a year and a half ago wasn't like this, uh, a year ago wasn't like this, six months ago wasn't like this. This all happened within the last three months, you know. So I mean, I don't know. Just imagine if you had like like I think you know our YouTube channel. We have one video on it. You know, it's just a video of our live show, and there's probably has had fucking twelve viewers, if even that. Like you know, 40 something. Really? 40 viewers? Yeah. Wow. Well, 30, 38, maybe 40 by now. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So 40. So let's say 40 views. We need maybe, I don't know, 10,000 subscribers, at least a million views across the entire page before we can get partner status. And then once we get partner status, then we can start getting money. But just imagine if we were huge and we were making money and we quit our jobs and we just delivered great content to you guys on a daily basis. If you guys check out ETC news, that's what they do. They live, they deliver excellent content. It's very funny, very interesting guys to watch and they have great shirt taste in shirts. Um, it's fun to, it's, I look at the show just to see their shirts. Their shirts are actually awesome. Um, but, uh, anyway, so if you watch their show, it, it's great content. So that's their full-time job. So just imagine you have six months or three months worth of videos that you should have gotten like $2,000 a month off of or something. And you got nothing and you didn't even know it, you know, no alerts, nothing. It's, it's, it's the kind of thing that a company should get sued over. And I hope someone does to have the balls to fucking sue these guys <laughs> because at least they need to say, we turned it off at this date and now we will retroactively pay your money because our algorithm made a horrible mistake. Because this was just news. You were just talking about a political political discourse, and you should be able to talk about that on our on our site. Right. I wonder if if it has if it takes into account how many subscribers and sort of starts from the top, rather than looking at all the actual content, which is probably impossible because there's so much shit on YouTube. Yeah. But say if there's an actual video like promoting terrorism. It's not going to be on a channel with 150,000 subscribers. It's going to be on a channel with like 17 subscribers. No, and you're absolutely right about that. Um, that's something else. I bet they're not looking at that. I guarantee you this thing just goes from the top to the bottom, and it's just like 
just kind of like speeding through video tags and video names and saying, okay, this probably should be banned, ban, 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 ban. It's probably just swinging the bam hammer arbitrarily. Now, here's a thing that's funny. They said, they said, we wonder if, um, and they prattled off a few channels, a few YouTube channels that are mega channels. They're like, I wonder if PewDiePie has been, um, hit by this, you know? Right. And he, he, he hasn't announced anything, but PewDiePie is huge. So he's probably one of like 10 or 15 channels that have major corporations behind them or are massive channels with lots of money that are untouchable. Like another person they were, they asked about, they're like John Oliver, um, HBO. Has HBO been like, has John, has John, last week tonight with John Oliver, has that channel been hit? Has the Daily Show channel been hit? Like, are those channels being affected? I mean, those are news programs that talk about serious topics that fall, clearly fall under this advertiser-friendly content guidelines. Those channels probably haven't lost their monetization. So, I don't know. There's a lot of questions about it, and eh, I don't know. It's it's very interesting. So, we'll keep an eye out, and if there's more, I'll update you guys sooner or later. I would just really advise anybody to watch ETC. They're absolutely hilarious. Go um, or you know what else they did say? Sign up for YouTube Red. It's like I don't know, so much a month. You have to pay for it on a monthly basis. But uh, YouTube Red guarantees any any video you watch, someone's going to get paid. So that's one nice thing. I watched them on YouTube Red because I have YouTube Red, and they said if you have YouTube Red, then they get a they get a percentage of they get a cut. So it helps it helps out the, regardless of monetization or not, they get a cut. Hmm. Okay. Mike, how you pretty doing good. back there? Pretty good. You got your mm-hmm. gangster lean on. Can't see you. Has a serious mm-hmm. recline going. Just playing on your phone? Are you on? Are you on Instagram right now? I am now? not. Hashtag stay okay. woke. Stay woke. <laughs> nope, just just waiting for James to excellent wrap up his thought. So to shut. The- Sorry, man. I can get so going. he's good. He's just done now. No, it was a good. No, it wasn't it was a bad conversation. It wasn't bad. What are your critiques? Well, a little long-winded grammar issues. Always, <laughs> always on both uh-huh. counts. No, it's fine. All right. So, what else we got? I think that's pretty much it. Unless there's something else you want to talk about. No. Um. <laughs> I guess we already talked about our weight loss competition, right? Yep. We're heading into week three. Uh, it ends December 21st. We still need to figure out if, if we're going to use the uh, IO panel PayPal account and we all just put money in like on our own, on our own timetable or whatever, as long as it, it's 200 at the end, I guess. I think we all, I think, I, I think Michael and I need to start doing that. We need to get on that. We're not putting money in and we're not doing anything. And I need to go find a bovine scale. <laughs> we'll, we'll try to lock it in. We'll try to lock it in this week. Michael, you're down, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to lock it in this week and get, get everything. Get Evan, caught up. Evan sent so. us a link to a scale that is uh, largemen approved. Yeah, up to 550 pounds. So that's definitely an option. Yeah, it's 40 bucks, but... It does have a. Uh, I'll actually show it to you. I think I have mine, my broken one here. <laughs> Why is it broken? I don't know. No, You're sure not buying it then. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually no. have seen that scale. 
Um, yeah, so the, I took the batteries out, but I think the way you turn it on, you put it on the floor and the feet compress, so I guess it triggers something in there. And I had not used it for probably like two years. It was like, you know, under the bathroom sink or something. There was some corrosion in the battery terminals, but not enough to um, hinder the device operation, I think. So I still have not contacted the company, but if you buy one, they're $40 or $42 and they come with a 30 year warranty. Oh my God. So you actually, so that's the one I've, the one I've seen must've been yours. Yeah. I've had this since we were, since we lived at the house. This is the same one. Okay. All right. So yeah, I've seen it before. So that scale works pretty well then. It's not, it, it didn't break because it wasn't large when approved. It broke cause it just whatever. Probably just neglect. Okay. All right. I'll pick one up. Send, send, send uh, put that in the show notes, will you? Sure. Will do. Um, so our four month competition is probably gonna. I mean, it's still technically four months, but effectively, it's going to be a three month competition because we all slack and various vacations mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah, any more trips planned to the to the but DMV, anyways, Evan? To the Great White North? Um, no, there is a concert that I might go to in Nashville, but that's still. Tennessee is like three hours away. Nashville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. There are some good concerts coming up, though. Um, I'll keep you guys informed. Mike, the one that I the actually the one that I would like for you both to come see is uh, October twenty fifth. So I don't know if that's doable, but um, I had mentioned that there is no seating at that venue and so it probably wouldn't work out but if you drop a ton of weight and you're like oh i'm good with standing now you know if you want to come down for that let me know we can uh fair enough try to make that happen yeah other than that any other thoughts before we no head um, out of here? today was labor day the celebration of the labor movement in the United States. So, uh, congratulations everyone for your labor. Um, good on you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Yep. And for all the working mothers out there, you get the double labor points. Am I right? Yep. You can cash them in the double labor points, fucking cash in zone. Wow. The same place you return glass bottles in California for a five cent. That's right. <laughs> Here's a nickel for your double points, whore. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to California. Ooh. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus is right, James. So, yeah. <laughs> Some, something about that. Uh, we'll get out of here. We'll let you guys have the rest of your night. Uh, thank you for listening as always. You can check us out at iopanelpodcast.com. Get your free audible trial, audibletrial.com forward slash iopanel. Um, we have Twitter and iTunes. The best, I don't remember all of it, but it's all documented on our website. So go to our website, iopanelpodcast.com or iopanel.tech. Yep, we have Twitter, uh, YouTube thing which hopefully will will populate with more stuff here soon um we have 
our email. So that's feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. And we have the links to the RSS feeds. You can either go directly to the, you can get the RSS feed directly from our website, or you can subscribe in any of the places where you normally find a podcast. You can go to iTunes. We have the link on our website, or you can just search for IOPanel. Um, personally, I use a different app. You know, I don't do it through iTunes, but whatever works for you guys. Yep. Very well. So from the three of us and the two of us who are here in mind, body, soul, spirit, universe, Tim and Eric, uh, <laughs> goodbye for this week. We'll talk to you later.